must win game. Gotta have it back at home and the losing streak. And the keys to do it coming up today. You are no locked on happens, Golden Gophers. No matter what we're going to do here, we're just going to keep rowing. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota uh, Golden turns out, Gophers. Whatever turns out, we're just going to keep rowing. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We're just going to keep rowing, keep rowing, and keep rowing. You're listening to Locked On Golden Gophers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Kane Robb, host of the podcast, former collegiate football video coordinator and recruiting assistant here to talk Golden Gophers with you each and every day of the week, Monday through Friday. Be sure to subscribe on YouTube. And we have an announcement for today. We have an official winner of the Dinky Town Athlete shirt. We're going to get right to that, but be sure to subscribe on YouTube for future giveaways and drop in the comments what you are excited about when it comes to new quarterback, Ethan Kaliak Manis. Hopefully he is starting once again this week. Let Tanner heal up some more and get some flashes of that new quarterback. Now, tomorrow we'll be talking a whole show on Ethan Kaliak Manis, diving in deep on that one. But today we have to talk about the keys to victory and beating Rutgers. We have to break it down, what the Gophers need to do to get right. So be sure to follow on Lockdown Golden Gophers wherever you get it. And today I'd like to thank LinkedIn Jobs for being the official college football recruiting sponsor of Locked On College Network. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to find and talk to faster than ever before. So, like I said, we have an announcement to make, and I am excited to let you know that the winner of the free Dinky Town Athletes t-shirt drawing giveaway is none other than Ashton Adink on Twitter, at Ashton Adink. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for being a listener, and thank you for following, subscribing, and entering in the drawing you've officially won the dinky town athletes t-shirt i'll be in contact with you on twitter to figure out what t-shirt you want and we'll send that your way and let's jump in folks let's dive in on what we're talking about today and that is the keys to winning this game but first we have to kick it off with opening lines and the players who need to step up this week now the gophers are favorites in this game the spread is 14 points which means if you pick the Minnesota Gophers, not only do they have to win, but they have to win by more than two touchdowns in order to cover. Now, me personally, after the last three games and what we've seen, I would not be picking them to cover until I see it, until I see it proven. This Rutgers defense, they've got a good one. They've got a good defense. And so I'm not sure that I'd pick the Gophers to cover on this one. The total scoreline is 40 and a half points. Always a hit or miss type game on that one when it comes to Big Ten matchups. You can get the low scoring dogfights or you can get the crazy high scoring randomness that happens every once in a while. So I would stay away from the scoring line as always. But for me, I would not pick the Gophers to cover in this one. I do expect the Gophers to win. I imagine in my prediction it will be a win, but I'm not sure I'm ready to put them over two touchdowns above Rutgers. Now let's talk about key players on each side of the ball. These are the players we need to step up this week in order to position ourselves better to win this game. Now, looking at the Rutgers defense, they are sixth in the nation when it comes to rush defense, and they were 
29th in the nation when it comes to passing yards allowed. A good defense overall in both facets, but Mo will find a way to get it done on the ground. He always does. But until the Gophers can prove that we can move it through the air once again, expect an extra hat in the box to try and stop Mo and take him away in the game. So that means we're going to have to pass the ball and have some success with it at some point in this game. Now we saw we had success early in the year. And then once we face some of these tough defenses, we've struggled. It's been a struggle bus. Now, that being said, that doesn't mean we can't do it. That doesn't mean now isn't the time where we can move on. So let's talk about some players on the offense and defensive side of the ball that we need to step up this week. Now, the first one on offense is Daniel Jackson. Daniel Jackson, look, he's got all the talent in the world. He's probably the best route runner on the team when it comes to creating separation. But lately, we just have not had the success or gotten him the opportunities that we saw when he first came back. Now, in the last two games, he's had zero receptions on, or in the last game, he had zero receptions on four targets. In the last two games, he had one reception on eight targets, and it was for four yards. Not a whole lot of success has been coming from Daniel Jackson in these last couple games. But the two before that, the two games before that, where he had come back fully from his injury, was no longer on a pitch count. He had... Nine receptions on 14 targets for 152 yards and a touch or two touchdowns, two touchdowns. Like how, how can it be that different? We've got to find ways to scheme our guys open. There should be no reason that Daniel Jackson shouldn't have five to seven targets every game. Brevin Span Ford should have five to 10 targets. Every game, and I get we're a running team first. I get it. Mo is the priority in this offense, but if you don't prove that you can do it through the air, you're going to get teams scheming to try and take Mo away. Now, they might not take it away, but it might be a struggle bus like we saw in Penn State where he's not able to get as many breakaways, as many big chunks of yardage because they're adding an extra hat to the box to take him away and prove, beat us through the air. Prove you can do it. Prove you can throw the ball. So we've got to take those opportunities. And like I said, that comes from maybe plays not taking as long to develop, hitting quicker routes, having more screen concepts, having quicker action short throws with multiple short routes as opposed to one in a couple intermediate and deeper routes. So that way you have multiple options. You can get the ball out quick and move the ball down the field quickly. Think about that. We don't we don't run a fast-paced offense often. But why not switch it up once? Why not catch an opponent off guard, move the ball quickly, and short throws, quick play, get back to the line, get it again, then hit the ground, and let Mo open it up so you can catch the defense on their heels. And I think a key part of that is getting Daniel Jackson back involved, letting him thrive, because he's also been one of the receivers on this team that has had success in yards after the catch in those two games immediately back after his pitch count was removed he would make a catch and he would break through the first tackle on almost every single reception now we just can't get the ball in his hands we have to find a way you have to find a way to scheme your playmakers open and Daniel Jackson can be a playmaker he's already shown that like I said nine receptions 
on 14 targets for 152 yards and two touchdowns in two games. So when you have a player of that caliber, you can't the next two games have eight targets his way and he has one reception. It just can't happen. You you have to scheme it open. So Daniel Jackson is the first player on offense that we want to talk about. And the second player that we need to step up on offense is the new quarterback, Ethan Kaliak-Manis. Now, there isn't a 100% guarantee that he will be starting this week, but my gut tells me we are going to at least keep Tanner safe for more week. We're going to let him heal up, and we're going to let the young kids see what he's got. Now, I could be wrong there. I could be because, you know what, P.J. Fleck holds injury-related topics, injury-related subjects, like it is the National Guard holding away America's deepest, darkest secrets and the government lockdown cannot get it. Like something you need to know about the nation, the top secrets, you'll never get them. It's like the Pentagon. It's shut down. That's what PJ is like when it comes to injury information and trying to find out about if these players are close to playing or if they're coming back or whatnot. So my guess Ethan Kaliak-Manis is going to play again this week, not only to help keep Tanner healthy for another week, but to get him some experience, some looks, and really see what the future is like. So last week versus Penn State, he had an overall PFF grade of 70.1. Not bad. It's it's a little above average, I would say. It, it wasn't a bad game. Now, that's not taking into consideration. It was his very first start in one of the most hostile environments in the nation, in a whiteout game, at night, on primetime TV. He didn't look rattled. He didn't look shook. In fact, we might have protected him too much early on and didn't let him just rip it and make make some learning mistakes. Now, he gets to come home. He gets to be in front of the home crowd, and it's going to be a good one. Last week, he had two big-time throws and zero turner turnover-worthy plays. You love to see it. You love to see the arm on display and very quickly. I mean, for comparison's sake, Tanner Morgan has six big time throws on the season through six games. So he's averaging about one big time throw a game. Ethan in his first start had two big time throws. So you love to see it. You love to see the arm talent in general. You you saw it pop in that game and hopefully we'll get to see it even more against Rutgers and Total yardage in that Penn State game, Ethan had 221 yards and a touchdown. So overall, on the ground and through the air, had some success moving the ball against the Penn State team in that environment. Now, on 22 total passing attempts, he dropped he dropped back 26 times, had 22 attempts, and he was pressured on 12 out of those 26 dropbacks. So almost 50% of the time that he was dropping back, he was seeing pressure, but you didn't see him rattled. You didn't see him shook. He didn't panic. And he was able to use his legs to manipulate out of the pocket and look for someone downfield or using his feet to gain some yardage. Ethan is an exciting prospect and I can't wait to see what's next to come of him. He showed quick flat or he showed flashes in game one, but we need the coaches to really allow him to get ahead in the drives early and often in this game. Quick passes and short yardage to keep the defense honest and then get the ground going 
ground game going and open up some shot plays as we move throughout the game. The ability to get on the run and keep plays alive may be key in this game. Rutgers is slightly above Minnesota when it comes to pressure and creating sacks. Rutgers is 94th in the nation with 12 sacks and Minnesota is 117th in the nation with nine sacks. So the pressure won't be as heavy as what we've been seeing these last few weeks, which is should be promising having a quarterback that is mobile and maybe we'll have a little bit more time to develop and see his guys open. Now, flipping to the defensive side of ball, we've got Mariano Sori Marin solid in completing tackles last week, but Last week was a struggle when it came to pass coverage. He was picked on by Penn State, and it was felt. It was very much felt. Seven targets. He had been targeted seven times in pass coverage, and he gave up seven receptions for 106 yards. That's not normal. It's It doesn't happen with him very often, so we need better in this game. We need better coverage, but at the same time, there seem to be communication issues on the field for the defense, and Coach Fleck had mentioned that in the press conference as well. Well, Mariano Sorimarin and the safeties are the leaders in that communication on the defense, so we just need Mariano to go back to his ways, back to his leadership ways as well out there on the field and help this Gophers defense get it right. Last player on defense I do want to talk about is Ja Joyner. The defensive line was bad once again. We can't create pressure. It's just not happening. Last week, it was six pressures, or in the Illinois week, it was six pressures for 16%. And then versus Penn Penn State this last week, it was seven pressures for 20%. So just pour overall. You want to see your pressure rate numbers in that 30 to 40% as far as the pressure rate that you're putting on quarterbacks to interrupt them, to create chaos, to get them on the fritz. So overall, the pass rusher that's been having some success getting there and creating hurries on the quarterback has been Ja Joyner. He's probably been one of the better graded pass rushers on this team. He hasn't been able to get home and get the sack quite yet, but he's been... He's been good. I'd be curious to see if he'll get more opportunities, seeing as he only had 19 snaps in that Penn State game. Prior to that, at Illinois, he had 29. And you're typically seeing defenders out there for maybe like our starters are out there for at least like 40 to 45 defensive snaps. So it would be interesting to see Ja Joyner getting more towards the 30s for his snap numbers and hopefully finding more success in that pass rush. Now, next, we're going to dive into the three keys of what is going to take for the Gophers. The Gophers need a win, and they need it bad. Why Rutgers is the perfect team to bounce back on. We'll talk about that coming up next. First, a message from our friends at LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every potential hire is feeling like a high stakes wager for your small business, and you want to be 100% certain you have the access to the best qualified candidates available. And that's why you need to check out LinkedIn jobs. When I look for a job, I'm always going to LinkedIn first. And that is the cold, hard truth. Anytime I got to look for it, it's the easiest tool for me as a job seeker to kind of narrow down the markets I'm looking at, the opportunities I'm looking for, if it's remote, if it's not, if there's an easy apply. And it's 
It's the quick search for me. The go-to is LinkedIn. So why not put your job post on LinkedIn jobs for free? All you have to do is create the app, create the job post for free, then put a purple hiring frame on your personal profile so that way your network can see your hiring and help you find the right qualified candidates. Then you can use simple tools like screening questions and other tools that LinkedIn has to help you find the right candidates to interview faster than ever. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn Jobs or linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's how you can post it for free. Is going to linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your jobs for free. Terms and conditions, yep, they apply. All right, folks, thank you for listening to Locked on Golden Gophers and making us your first listen when it comes to Gophers daily sports. And be able to be sure to make Locked on Sports today your second listen. They cover all things sports. And if you need your quick hitting information on what is going on in the sports world each and every day, the quickest update, the biggest hitting news, then be sure to check out Locked on Sports today. But we're talking about the keys, the three keys in making this Rutgers game a win. And the three things we have to do to get that win, starting out with number one of let Ethan Kaliak Manis throw and grow. This is not only the perfect opportunity to let this young quarterback get comfortable, but he will have the crowd on his side. You want to build his morale? You want to build his confidence? Throw him in front of these gopher fans looking for a next level quarterback talent that they'll go hog wild. Every glimpse of success, every big pass, every scramble out for a first down, it'll hype him up. It'll build his confidence. It'll take the pressure off of his shoulders and let him just be him, be the quarterback he is. You heard New England fans in the NFL when Bailey Zappi came in the game for Mac Jones. When Bailey Zappi brought in, it was hysteria. Everyone's chanting Zappi. Everyone's freaking out. Well, this could put that to shame. That may pale in comparison for big passing moments that Ethan Kalik Manish shows to the Gophers fans at home and what that would do for this crowd. Plus, letting him put the defense on their heels only opens up bigger opportunities for Mo on the ground where they can't stack the box box as often. Now you got Dalen Wright coming back. That'll help Ethan as well because Ethan has shown that throwing Ethan has shown throwing his way, Dalen Wright's way, in the spring game, in the fall camps, in the limited times that he had early in games, he likes to go his way because he's a receiver that will go up and win the ball and attack it. So you've got Spanford, you've got Dalen Wright, who will both go up and get the ball. And we're talking about receivers that haven't been separating. Well, if they're not separating, Ethan can put up a 50-50 ball for his guy to go and get. And he's shown the willingness to do that. So let him grow, let him throw, and get excited for this weekend. Now, point number two. We have to score first. I've said it before. I'll say it again. We got to Cobra Kai this game, folks. We have to strike first, strike hard, and show no mercy. Gophers have have to score first the first touchdown, not just a field goal. You have to score the first touchdown. The Gophers have taken the ball at half over the last three games. They've got it at the half the last three games, and they've given up touchdowns on the opening drives in two out of the three past games. The Gophers 
also have given up the first touchdown in each one of the past three games. We're always having to come back in these games. And honestly, we need to punch it in first and establish a momentum and get the crowd going and continue to build the confidence from that point on. Get these guys, get these players back to that, yeah, we know who we are attitude, that swagger, that confidence that we are that team. You haven't seen that from this team in a while. And I think striking first, putting that score on the board, getting the crowd on your side, and then hopefully getting the ball back, whether that be a three and out, whether that be a turnover, and then getting a score on the board again, getting up multiple scores. That is going to be how this team juices itself back up to remembering that it is the caliber and quality that in the Big Ten can win any game if it puts it together. That's how you get it back together. That's how you grow that confidence is striking first, striking hard, and showing no mercy. Now, the third and final point key to this game is re-establishing the no-fly zone. Rutgers, Rutgers is seriously like the diet version of Iowa. Diet Iowa, the diet Hawkeyes, that is what Rutgers is this season. And if the Gophers passing offense is bad, which is 98th in the league, 98th in the nation, Rutgers is downright abysmal at 119th in the nation. Their rushing is 59th in the nation, so better. But honestly, if we follow key two of getting ahead first and forcing them to get behind by multiple scores, then eventually that forces Rutgers to throw the ball and to go into that weakness of being the 119th team in the nation when it comes to passing the ball. And that's where we can look to capitalize on mistakes, on creating three and outs, on turnovers, and forcing the ball into our offense's hands in better positions on the field. If we can't get home with pressure and sacking the quarterback and putting them on the run, then the no-fly zone has to be locked down, and it has to be back to normal. So those are the three key points. Let eighth and throw and grow. Score first, strike first, strike hard, no mercy. And then finally, reestablishing the no-fly zone. Now, is losing to Rutgers even a possibility? This isn't the normal downtrodden team that you're used to. Why you can't underestimate this team, that's how we're going to close this show. First, be sure to check out Sweatblock. Sweatblock, look, I pit through shirts. I get hot even in the wintertime. I'll enter a warmer room and the sweat just gets ready to get going. And I have been one of the most self-conscious people in my entire life at always wanting to smell good and not be sweaty. In fact, I would carry deodorants in every backpack, every in my vehicle, anywhere. You would find a deodorant somewhere around there. Well, I've gained more confidence and not worrying about that by using Sweatblock. Sweatblock gives you the confidence to wear what you want without the embarrassing underarm sweat. It was created by doctor, a doctor, and so it's doctor created and doctor recommended. Definitely be sure to give Sweatblock a, a chance or a try. The Sweatblock wipes were featured, featured on the Rachel Ray show by firefighters. And if you or someone you know is experiencing embarrassing sweat, then send them over to Sweatblock and they can save 20% with promo code locked on at sweatblock.com. Again, that's promo code locked on at sweatblock.com. And it's also available on Amazon. All right, let's wrap this bad boy up. And I'm going to tell you why you can't, you can't underestimate 
this Rutgers team. Do not do it. Do not underestimate them. They are looking to play spoiler each and every week, every bit as much as the Gophers are. And don't get me wrong, this should be a very winnable game. But this is a team that capitalizes on mistakes in order to win, which lately the Gophers have been making a lot of mistakes, their fair share, on offense. Now, if you look at the games in which Rutgers played Iowa and Ohio State, they handled Rutgers fairly easily because they played clean. In fact, Iowa had no turnovers and was able to get ahead early and stay ahead throughout the entire contest. Whereas Ohio State, being possibly the best team in the nation, had a fumble and an interception. Now, on both of those turnovers, Rutgers capitalized. In each of those turnovers, they found a scoring opportunity, one for a touchdown and one for a field goal. Now, Ohio State has the firepower for that not to matter, but the Gophers' offense, as of late, does not. You don't have the opportunity to give up turnover or anything like that to a team that capitalizes when we've been struggling on offense to even move it down the field and get in scoring range. So you don't have that luxury. Those moments could be game-changing errors, so playing clean is a necessity for the Gophers this week. Ohio State scorched Rutgers on the ground with Mayan Williams for 189 yards and five touchdowns. So that gets you excited for Mo, right? But don't Look into that too much and don't say, oh, this Rutgers team isn't good on rushing because he had 189 yards and five touchdowns. No, this Rutgers team is sixth in the nation when it comes to rush defense, but they know that Ohio State is a pass heavy offense and CJ Stroud is the player to stop in that offense. So they tried to take it away. And in fact, they were the most successful at doing such. Now, of course, again, Ohio State was Ohio State. They're going to put up points. They're going to put up yardage. But the defensive game plan for Rutgers was to limit the passing game. And in that area, they did hold C.J. Stroud to 154 yards, the only game he's had all season under 280. And they also held him to two touchdowns, the only game this season that he's been under four touchdowns. So they're good at taking away whatever their game plan is. So you better believe they're going to be selling out for Mo in this game. And that will be a key focus in what they look to take away against the Gophers. Rutgers might not generate as much pressure. So we might see a better week from the offensive line this week. But we will need to make smart decisions at the quarterback, no matter who's in there. I believe that's why it could be a quality test for Ethan Kalik Manis to really get his feet wet this week. Now, again, it doesn't need to be big plays all the way. You don't need him slinging 40-yard, 50-yard bombs down the field. But we can make dink and dunk passes. We can do the quick game. We can move the ball quickly and maybe even increase the pace in the opening stages of the game. Then once you get up and establish maybe a two-score lead, you start to slow it down, control the clock, and win the time of possession battle. It's time to change up the narrative again and start aiming to run the table this season. And that all starts this week with Rutgers. This team can do it. And this is the show where we always continue to row. So thank you for listening. That's going to do it for us. Be sure to subscribe on YouTube where we're moving forward and building a community. Drop down in the comments below questions for future mailbag episodes. This is Kane Rob signing off. 
Have a good one. Tomorrow, we are talking about Aiden Kelly McManus and going in deep. Row the boat, sky you mind, go boats.